your soul chose to incarnate in this physical form for a very specific reason. And it is your job, it is your responsibility to find out what that reason is. Because once we know, once you know your purpose, your reason that you're here on earth right now, your mission becomes so much stronger. Your, your, your courage, your willingness to do whatever it takes becomes so much stronger. So don't forget that your life holds so much meaning. Your life has so much purpose. Welcome to another Mind and Heart opening conversation on Just Happen. I'm your host, Emilio, and today I believe that we are hitting a central topic for humanity and for the future of the world, because there's a need for a new masculine to emerge in the world. You know, for years, for centuries, we've been loomed over this patriarchal energy where men have suppressed the feminine, have taken advantage of the feminine, have blocked the feminine's creativity, the beauty, the harmony that they can bring in the world. Through this energy is the way that I believe that planet Earth is going to heal. And we're at a time in history where we need that energy more than ever. But to allow that energy to enter into this plane, into this dimension, this requires a new man to emerge. That is exactly what we're going to be talking today with none other than Jordan Canlish. He's a men's embodiment coach, meaning that he's helped men step into their purpose with presence, confidence, and courage through deep embodiment practices, through high performance training, through helping men tap back into their hearts. Jordan's story is very relevant in the world today because he left his corporate job at one of the top accounting firms in the world to become a meditation teacher, a corporate mindfulness consultant. And then he stepped completely out of this world, this matrix of the corporate world, and began helping men step into their power, training these men to be able to hold the feminine in its light, in its harmony, in its beauty. And we're going to get into this conversation very deep because I believe this is a topic the world needs. We go through why men suppress their emotions, how men can unlock their intuition, um, why men are so addicted to porn, how can we treat women better. This episode is not only for men, however, because I believe that the women and the feminine also need to be part of this conversation. The more we understand how these energies and dynamics play out in the world, we can heal them and we can step into a new version, a new paradigm that the world requires of us. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear Jordan's story. I've been so inspired by this man. And yeah, we go really deep in this conversation. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you like this episode, please send it over to your friends, your family, that's how we spread a wildfire of wisdom, of knowledge, of empowered conversations so people can take home into their hearts and in their daily lives and put these things into practice. Send you guys much love and enjoy this episode with Jordan Kent. Jordan Canlish, welcome to the podcast, brother. What are you most excited about today? Emilio, it's uh, great to be here, bro. And today I am most excited about creating something unique and special uh, through 
this transmission that we get to have together right now, um, but also um, what's about to be created in, in my life with being here in Toronto and some new, new connections that I've made out here. So, so much to be so much to be excited about but i'm excited to just be here with you right now bro this is it yeah, yeah we'll definitely dive into that that sh- that shift that we're both going mm. through right now um but first i i was just tuning into where where can we start because there's a lot of places for two young men we can talk about you know women we can talk about porn all mm. these different things but what i really wanted to ask you uh to begin to start off with is to acknowledge what is the current state um of the masculine energy in the world right now and and why have maybe we've seen this energy uh feel a bit weaker than than in past times in history mm-hmm. the current state of the, the masculine energy in my opinion is that it's changing it, it, there's something shifting uh you know as we step more into conscious masculine energy which i feel the feminine has been yearning for for so long this this females on this planet have been um suppressed for so long that they are now yearning for men to step forward to have the courage to lead in a way that we haven't seen before right there's been this masculine energy that has led this earth in a in a toxic way that has created a lot of disharmony it's created a lot of uh, pain to be honest bro and i think that's a lot of the pain we're experiencing in this world right now is coming from this old masculine that's phasing out you know we're, we're done with that so we are seeing more and more men putting their hands up and saying, I'm done with this, 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 harm, this disconnection, this pain that I'm experiencing, I'm done with it. So I think like what I'm trying to share and put out to the world is that there is another way, like there is an easier way. And I'm seeing more and more men just like step forward and nothing lights me up more than seeing a fellow brother like you, man, mm. on this path, trying to make the world better, trying to be a better leader for our families, for our communities for our friends and it's the men bro that need to step up because we we hold the most power we hold the most power and when it's and when it's led with 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 embodiment and consciousness we have, we have the ability to to change the world and it is happening i can see it um but it can be easy to get to get pulled into the the dark right there's a lot of darkness as well right now um i'm sure you can you could speak to that as well but mm. yeah that's how i see the masculine energy right now yeah and and one of those things like when i reflect upon when i was growing up uh i was really in tune with my emotional side um like i would always uh be probably the first the first one to 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 step up and cry for example in a group of other people um but as time went by as i became a teenager as i you know went to high school um i would always find myself with that urge to show emotion and through conditioning, through programming, through how society has viewed men for so many years, I suppress that ability completely. So I think a lot of that with the masculine nature that you're talking about is this suppression of emotions. And maybe we can get into like how those emotions start getting suppressed in the first place so people can kind of unpack where that, where that blockage is coming from. Mm, yeah, I definitely, I have a lot of good friends that are Colombian and Colombians are naturally very emotional and expressive and I, and I love it. It's a gift. And the suppression of that really come, comes from, from conditioning. It, it's, it's a belief system that we got told that you have to be strong. You have to push through pain. You have to not let your feelings get in the way of you achieving and getting the things done. And that served us for a period of time, a period of the, the human evolution that was necessary, right? To get out of that 
great depression era to get out of the world war era. There had to be this like level of shutting down of our emotional experience, just disconnect from it altogether and just like push through the pain. So now it's about in our generation, it's, it's about going into that and acknowledging that there's so much more intelligence in the body, in our emotions. And then when we learn to unlock that, it's like, wow, there is a new consciousness that's being born from that. So it's from our parents, but no judgment towards our parents. What, what they, what they taught us was, was necessary, but now it's up to us to take it another step further. And that's going to require some discomfort. It's going to require us breaking tra- generational trauma that's been passed down, which is why right now is such a pivotal time. And, and as millennials, dude, we, we're the ones. We're the ones that we were breaking the chains, you know, this is, this is it. So yeah, it's, it's shifting. I can feel it, mm, but you're right. Yeah. Feelings going into our feelings. That's where all the, that's where all the growth is. Yeah. And, and after tuning into your content for a while, it's, it's really interesting. Cause I heard you speak on like, sometimes you just turn on the camera and, and see what, what comes through. Um, you know, we've had a lot of channelers on the podcast. I sometimes have tried to implement that just, what wants to come through uh, when mm. when my throat chakra, when that energy center is open, uh, what wants to come through me? And I think the podcast, you know, it, it's been a great vehicle and tool to help open up and express myself authentically for many people who have podcasts like yourself as well. Um, but one of the key words that I've been learning and, and tuning into has been that intuition, which you know, we've always associated the, the feminine and the female as being like super intuitive and they are highly intuitive. But I feel like as men, we're also learning how to leverage that gift. Um, so maybe how, how is that uh, intuitive nature uh, began to unlock for you in your life? Yeah, and I totally agree. Like once, once your intuition starts to lead the way, it's almost like you just surrender to what, what's coming through. You just surrender and you're more getting pulled rather than pushing through life. And for a long time, I was pushing my way through life. Went to university, studied business, accounting and accounting and finance, worked as an accountant. And none of that shit came easy to me, dude. I was like pushing my way through university, pushing my way through my corporate job. I was like, man, this is, it's got to be another way. And the reason why it was so difficult for me, because I was out of alignment with my soul, out of alignment with my intuition. So a big part of the reprogramming for me was, was letting go of the conditioning, letting go of the, the emotions that were blocking me from accessing the intuition. A lot of it is anxiety and shame that we're holding on to. And once you do that in a, in a work, that clearing process, what's back there is this, it, this voice. I call it a voice. It starts as a whisper. The whisper was, for me was like, quit your job. This isn't for you. Quit your job and just travel. Yeah. Started off as a whisper. Months went by. The whisper gets louder and louder until it's like it's yelling at me. Quit your job. Just travel. Just be free. And it just took me some time to get some courage to listen to that intuition. And as soon as I did, as you know, life just goes, okay, cool. I got you. Here's the next opportunity. Here's the next breadcrumb. And you just keep going. So I think a lot of people are so disconnected from that, that voice, that intuitive voice that they're, they're just shutting it down to pay the bills. And then they're missing out on, on there's so many opportunities, the synchronicities, the beauty of life. So for me, it was just, it was about removing or letting go of what was getting in the way. Uh, yeah. And then it naturally just comes through. Yeah. And, and that, that leap of faith that you're talking about that you took, you know, a lot, not a lot of people get into a place like Deloitte, you know, the, one of the top accounting firms in the world. And, you know, on the outside, everyone's telling you like, bro, you, you fucking made it, you know, mm. you're here, you're here. 
um, and that whisper starts coming. So a lot of people who might be picking up on that whisper and, and have yet to make that leap of faith uh, in another interview that I heard um, with you was, you know, what really helped sustain you was developing and cultivating a connection with spirit, a connection with source, with God, universal energy, whatever, you know, whatever word people want to use. But I've found that in my life when I know that I'm held like that, like I can take the jump, you know, I can yeah. go against, you know, have a university graduate degree and everyone is in KPMG, Deloitte, boom, 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 mm. all those affirms. And I'm here doing a podcast. Hmm. I know that that since I've cultivated this strong communion with spirit, with God, that nothing's, nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing bad is going to happen to me. You know, there can be adversities, there could be pain, but all those things are there for, for the growth uh, of my soul and my evolution. So let's, let's talk about, you know, this communion with your, with your spirit. When did that, when did that start for you? Oh man, thanks for sharing that. I love that. That shit lights me up. That lights me up because once you've got that, you, you're, you're free. Once you have that, it's like, so much courage gets unlocked in your life because you know you can't fail. How could you possibly fail if life is always going to catch you, dust you off and be like, here's another lesson for you on your path. And you go, okay, cool. Uh, no matter what I do, I'm, I'm going to be held. I'm going to be loved. No matter what, I'm going to be loved by something so much greater than me. How much freedom does that give? And it just gets stronger and stronger. So I, I feel communing with that place is so important, you know, whether it's through a, a, a practice like meditation or whether it's some sort of ritual you have in your life to be able to can daily commune with, with your God, how, however you call that, you know, nature, life, spirit, universe. And mm. once it starts to channel through you, uh, for me, it just brings so much more, so much more expression, so much more uh, like freedom to express. And I, I like to ask, bro. I like to pray you know, I, 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 connect, I call it connecting with my spirit guides. I believe in spirit, a higher intelligence that operates through us and this divine intelligence, you know, we can commune with that place through actually yeah. speaking to it and asking, use me today in service of the highest good. I'm a clear channel today, spirit guides. I'm open to receiving your guidance, work through me. Mm. And just saying a little prayer at the start of the day, connecting in the heart and just feeling your, you know, I get goosebumps just, just saying that prayer because it just opens the channel for something greater than us to orchestrate, you know, to move us. Yeah, yeah. And you just, you just surrender. You go, all right, move me. I'm, I'm here. Uh, so yeah, dude, that's kind of my process. I think that was, that was what your question was, but um, curious to know what your, what your process is and how you commune with that place. Yeah. I have this so present in my mind because um, I just recently, we just put out a, an interview with Matt Kahn. He's a spiritual teacher, uh, intuitive empath. And when asked about, you know, the spiritual ego, um, we were talking about that. And, and for me, you know, having sometimes back-to-back -back interviews and, you know, having to read a book in a couple of days because there's an interview coming up and, you know, I'll just get this download of information um, in my intellect and then I'll have it. I'll probably like regurgitate some words. I'll probably repeat some of the quotes that I read in that book and then, and then boom, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized that, you know, th that journey from going from the intellect to the heart, which another teacher, um, Dr. Joe Spencer, he's the one that kind of helped me tap into my heart and through his meditations, 
that was when I think the channel started opening up uh, a little bit more because the channel is not in our head. You know, we think like, oh, if if God is up here, then, you know, our our head, our intellect, I'm talking about like the brain, um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily like the energy centers. But when we're when we're tapped into our heart, that's when that's when intuition can speak through us. Uh, That's when our spirit guides are are listening and there for us whenever whenever things um go go wrong or we need you know that lifeboat uh our our heart is that electromagnetic frequency that expands meters and meters beyond our body so for me it was really going from that that three meter three what what is it like couple inch 12 inch journey from my head to my heart uh (laughs) that my my uh then my channel started to open up and and I think that's when we're able to you know find that we are in service to to the people that we're around and it's it's a beautiful thing you know it really is man mm-hmm. and yeah I'm glad you mentioned Joe Dispenza cuz he, he had a tremendous impact on my life yeah. as well and just like once you find the process of unlocking your heart and just opening it and like surrendering into that opening you, you realize that <clears throat> what's down there, your, your default state as a human being is gratitude, love, freedom, joy, compassion. That's, that's our default state. And, and when you just like let go of the things that are blocking that from coming through, these elevated emotions just naturally arise. You don't really have to do anything. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know. It's not even gratitude is not work. It's just, it's who you are. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it can be that simple. It is that simple. You know, um, I think we, we can often overcomplicate this work. We can overcomplicate the whole, like, connect with your spirit guides, connect with source, you know? Hmm. No, it's, it's there all along. Just, just, just allow it to come through. Yeah. <laughs> just slow yeah. down, <laughs> slow down. That, that's, that's often the thing, right? Yeah. And that's, well, that's one thing that, that you probably learned being in the corporate world is that I think the, the, the phrase slow down doesn't exist. Um, because it's always go 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 push we need more profit you know we need to get on this strategy and we need to get more clients we need to do this do 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 um so that process of slowing down um i've heard also in 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 one of your videos you mentioned how when we're constantly in this rush uh, we can fall back more into our unconscious patterns than by slowing down, we can even stay more present and unwind those unconscious patterns. The unconscious patterns are the ones that are most likely held in the lower nature, the lower mm. emotions, um, because it comes from our limbic brain. It comes from our, you know, million year old brain that is telling us, you know, you need to fight. You need to fucking get out of there. Mm-hmm. You need to just like freeze. Uh, you need to get food. You need to have sex. You need to do all these things. Um, so, from coming out of the corporate world, what was it like for you to uh, go from that rush doing mindset into maybe more of that or tuning into more of that like freeness being uh, traveling even? Uh, what was that like detachment like for you? Mm. Um, it was challenging, bro. Really mm. challenging. Uh, like I thought, because when I left the corporate world, I, was, I reached a point where I was very content. I was very like, I, I'd, I'd mastered the ability to just bring presence and joy into my day and just accept, okay, this is, this is what I do for now. And, and it unlocked something in that period of my life where I found fulfillment, 
And that's when I knew it was time for me to leave. I was like, okay, I've got the lessons from this, this stage, this, this, this stage of my journey. It's time for me to leave. Mm. And it wasn't until like I started my, my online business where I was faced with a lot of the patterns that were down there that were coming from the conditioning of like, you have to work nine to five to be productive. This is what, you know, and if you're not working, you're being lazy and all these like stories and beliefs started to come up. And um, yeah, I, fa- I faced off with some, some really heavy stuff, you know, anxiety, crippling anxiety that held me back for a long period of time. And it wasn't until I remember specifically a, a coach and she's still a good friend of mine. She, she guided me through a session where she helped me connect with my inner child. And we had a conversation with my inner child and, and was talking to it around like, why does it keep, keep me busy all the time? What, what does my inner child really want here? And we got to the core of it was my inner child was just trying to prove that he was worthy of receiving love. And his way of doing that was through achievement, through needing to make more money, needing to like make more content, do more things so that he could finally feel worthy of love. And in that session, I, I gave myself permission to just let go and receive that you are worthy of love in this moment right now. You don't have to prove anything. <laughs> you don't have to prove anything. You were born worthy. And the minute I like, just like that landed and, 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 I, and I was able to let go of the pressure, this, this pressure I was putting on myself all the time, so much more lightness returned to my being, bro. My creativity mm. went to the next level. My business started to, to go to the next level. And it was all from just like, just let, just, just let go. Just, mm. just slow down and acknowledge that you don't have to get anywhere. You don't have to do anything. And you can just enjoy the journey, <laughs> enjoy the journey, have fun. Uh, so it, it was challenging at first, but uh, it was necessary, mm. really necessary to go through that. Mm. Yeah. I wanted you to ask you a, a kind of weird question because um, there's these moments in your life that um, kind of helped wake you up to like, all right, what's the next, what's the next life lesson? You know, where, where's my next test at and uh so i wanted to ask you what is what is the red-tailed black cockatoo mean to you Oof. man i love how you've done your research on this like <laughs> seriously i fucking yeah it just lands straight in my heart as soon as i hear that that bro um it really means a lot knowing that you know that and you ask that question uh but that bird holds so much meaning to me because it's a bird native to australia western australia uh, it's a very, it's, it's known as a very spiritual bird. And, uh, when I arrived home back in Australia after living in Canada for two and a half years, uh, I found myself going through some big, big lessons, uh, and death showed up in my life at, around that time. A good friend of mine, same age, was on this path with me. We were hanging out, you know, doing breath work and meditation. He, he had a motorbike crash randomly one Saturday night and I got a phone call about his passing and it was a really big wake up call for me. And I received a lot from his death and I found myself out in nature sitting with medicine, five uh, MEO DMT, which is a, a toad medicine. Yeah. And when I came back from that journey, that, that medicine journey, uh, you soon, you pretty much dissolve. When, when you take this medicine, you dissolve for about 10 minutes. You kind of, your ego dies, you disappear into this other realm. It's a beautiful experience, but it, it's very terrifying as well. Yeah. And I remember getting reborn back into my body. <clears throat> and the first thing I sound that I heard was the sound of this bird, this red tailed black cockatoo. And I just fucking burst into tears, bro. Like cried. Like, I felt like I was being born again back into this life. And it was so special. And fast forward six months later, I'm, I'm doing a mushroom journey, taking a very large dose of magic mushrooms. And I had Hero- same, heroic dose, a heroic dose, bro. Oh, shit. Huge. <laughs> 
And I had the same experience. My, my ego dissolved. I had this death and I was convinced I wasn't coming back to planet Earth. And throughout that dissolving, I kept having images of my friend who passed away. It kept coming through. I kept thinking mm -hmm. about him. I was like, wow, what's going on here? And when I was reborn again after that medicine journey, I, I'd never felt so clear on my purpose in life. I'd never felt so clear around like, this is what I'm here to do. His, his, his flame, the, the, his spark that still lived on inside of me was burning so strong because he was such a passionate leader. I, I, you know, yeah. And again, it was that bird was always showing up in divine moments throughout these big, big stages of my, of my life. Yeah. So, yeah, it just represents transformation it represents that he is still with me it represents that spirit life is with me guiding me and we all have spirit animals i believe and when you yeah. discover what yours is it it, yeah. it shows up in really poignant um poignant times in your life so thank you for asking yeah. that question and thank you for, for doing your research on that yeah for sure brother um yeah we we had a, a shaman on the show uh her name is allison charles and she wrote a book called Power Animals. Um, mm. She's clairvoyant, so she has the ability, and she's a shaman, so she can kind of traverse these realms. Um, and she connects a lot with the animal realm, uh, the power animals especially. So, you know, she has this amazing um, compilation of a hundred of those animals. And kind of during the the podcast, we she did a reading on me and the the cockroach. No. Uh, grasshopper my bad the grasshopper Oof. the grasshopper w kept coming up um and i saw it no joke like five times in about a month after you know she she mentioned that that was the animal that wanted to connect with me the most uh represents like you're ready to step into greater levels of abundance um and intuition so mm. it was beautiful when she when she pulled that out um and you mentioned the word purpose. Uh, also, we share we share this like book that has impacted both of us. The the new oh, word. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was reading the last couple of pages. He mentions that, that we all have a primary and a, and a secondary purpose in, in life. Um, if you want to highlight, you know, what do you, what do you perceive as being that primary purpose uh, for you, and and how do you mm. begin to cultivate and unlock that? Yeah. Another great question. Uh, and understanding that was really what unlocked, unlocked me from my corporate job. I felt stuck in, stuck in it for a long time. I had so much resistance to it. And it was that portion of his book that really landed something for me, which is your purpose is right now. Like we all share that. Our purpose is here. Like this, me being on this call is my primary purpose in life yeah, yeah. in this moment, you know, yeah. and until we can fully surrender into that, and, and let go of thinking we need to be somewhere else, let go of resisting whatever form this moment takes, you then unlock your secondary purpose, which is maybe there's some unique expression that's trying to come through you right now that can only come through when you embrace and accept this moment fully. And that's what happened with my corporate job. I was like, okay, all right, I'm an accountant. Right now I'm an accountant and I'm meant to be here at this, at this job. And I'm going to embrace and accept and love all of it. And a completely different dimension in my life opened up, bro. You, you, yeah. it's called the, the vertical dimension, right? The present moment is the mm. vertical dimension. Because there's not, no time, no space. Yeah, exactly. 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 Oh. So, oh, man, just once that lands, once you understand that, that that is the point of life, is to, mm. to be so fully in this moment that you no longer yeah. care so much about, like, how this moment looks. You just, like, receive it fully. Um, mm. 
you have way more fun, <laughs> you have way yeah. more fun, so much less resistance. So yeah. yeah, it's just a reminder now, right? Once you understand that, you just got to keep reminding yourself because it can be very, very easy to get sucked back up, back up into the horizontal dimension, which is like, I need to achieve that goal. Uh, you know, I won't be full until I hit that, that target, but you'll get there and you, it will be just another present moment where you're like, okay, um, hmm, am I receiving this moment fully? Am I whole in this moment? Because if you're not whole now, you're not going to be whole in one year's time when you have a million dollars and 200,000 Instagram followers or whatever. Mm. So yeah, it's just a reminder, isn't it? Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off that, he, he says in, in the book that the primary purpose um, for everyone because right now humanity is going through a massive, you know, evolution and shift in consciousness and there's a new species arising. And I think as, you know, the younger, the tail end of that generation, uh, we're also here to help bridge these two new worlds, uh, new earths that are, that, are, that are being created right now. He said that everyone's purpose is to awaken. And then he defines awakening as the process of when your thoughts become separate from awareness because you mentioned it that the horizontal dimension is the thinking dimension mm. um because when we're thinking we're either thinking about the past or we're thinking about the future there's never this awareness of the present moment so when we realize that our thoughts are, are always going to be there they're always going to unravel in our in our egos in our mind then when we get to separate from that you know, thinking mind to the analytical mind now to the more emotional, the more unconscious realm. That's when, you know, we have quantum leaps in our life. You know, yeah. we go from the one client to now working, you know, on, on stages and helping millions of people. Like those are the quantum leaps, but they can only happen when we're aware instead of in the thinking brain all the time. hundred percent. Yeah. And the thinking brain is, is time, right? Like, yeah. You know, you, 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 every time you have a thought, I think, I think it's in, in Indian philosophy, like some of the yogis out in India, it's like every time you have a thought, that's another, you, know, you die. So part of you dies because you're in the time dimension. You're, you're slowly decaying every time you have a thought. That's, that's time ticking by, another second ticking by. But if you're not thinking, you're in the timeless dimension. You're in, you're in a place where everything and nothing exists. And that's our source. That part of us will never die. You know, that part of us is infinite. So it's refreshing for me to, to know that like, Hey, when, when it's our time to leave this physical plane, if you've already got in contact with the timeless dimension, you, there's, there's no surprise. Mm. This body dies for sure. But like the you, the awareness, the consciousness that's there, that's always really here. That goes nowhere. It's, it's always there. And that, that to me is, is a freeing thought, you know? Yeah. One of the biggest aspects of the spiritual path is, is learning about relationships. I think every relationship is a spiritual awakening in its own right. Um, and I've made a lot of mistakes in, in my past relationships um, with past, you know, romantic, serious girlfriends. Uh, I know when you were 18, you also went through a, a, a big heartbreak. Uh, for me, it was about, you know, around 21 um, that really kind of awoke me, shifted me the way that I was doing things, that the way that I was uh, relating to to women and to myself even. And, you know, I wanted to just start unpacking that aspect of relationships because I think as men, we can't truly be confident. We can't truly be in that magnetic, attractive energy 
when we don't know how to treat ourselves and, and women in general. So, you know, what, what advice would you give young men for to begin changing that energetic potency within, within us as men to be able to relate with, with women even better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationships are huge, man. Relationships are such a initiation into what it takes to be a leader. Right? Um, my relationship yeah. has tested me and, and expanded me in so many different ways. And I just love, I love the feminine so much, man. I love the women in my life. I love just yeah. the beauty, so much beauty in, in, in women. And they, and they teach us so much. They give us so much, right? And we can only receive that, that love from them to, to expand us if we're willing to be the spark for them. Like mm-hmm. we as the masculine awaken that spark in, in, in the woman. And I think if you've been in a relationship for long enough, you, you'll see your, your partner is, is always mirroring back what you're bringing. If you yeah. show up unconscious and tired, you're not giving her the, the presence yeah. and the love. Undecisive. Yeah. Indecisive. Yeah. She'll, she'll fucking mirror that back to you. And she won't give you that love. You won't, you won't receive that nourishment from her. Mm. So I, I feel what I've noticed or learned from relationships is like, it's us, man. Full responsibility. I take full ownership yes. for everything. And when the relationships break down, that's me. That's, that's my job to fix myself so I can show up more powerfully for her to support her and what she's going through. It's just clarity, dude. Like, as men, we must just gain clarity internally. And that requires work. It's just commitment, just commitment work to just show up for yourself consistently. And I made a lot of mistakes for sure in that realm where I, like, I've mm. you know, spent so much of my energy and I'm not able to be present in, in the relationship. And it's, it always ends up, ends up in pain. So my advice to men who are in relationships is like really clarify yourself really know what your truth is internally, spend more time alone with yourself so you can come to that understanding and then bring that truth to the relationship and lead your woman. She's looking mm-hmm. to be led by you. Uh, and that, that creates that polarity, which in my opinion is the attraction. I've been with my partner for seven years and I'm still so attracted wow. to her wow. because of the that yes. polarity that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, I don't think anyone ever masters relationship. It's just like an ongoing learning, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I, I, I love it. It's teaching me so much. And yeah, we, if we can have more men stepping into being leaders in their relationship, you'll find that um, women can flourish. Women can mm. flourish. Yeah, they come alive. You talked about truly seeing women. Mm. What, what, does that, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't, we can't see. If you think of a, a female in their essence as feminine, you know, in our essence as masculine, we all have masculine, feminine qualities within us Mm. but if you can't see your partner in her emotions which are a feminine quality it's because you haven't seen your own emotions you haven't seen yourself you haven't connected with your own feminine qualities so until a man is able to embody and integrate his feminine his feelings he's not going to be able to really see his partner because Mm. she's expressive she's emotionality she's constantly changing and that and those constant changes can be chaotic at times right like the female is like moving and changing in her emotional experience all the time. And that will be overwhelming to the man if he hasn't made peace with his own feelings, you know, that'll overwhelm him. <laughs> so yeah, the deeper you can see yourself, the deeper you can see your partner and the more safer she'll be around you to just like open, open to that. Like, wow, I can be, she can be so full in, uh-huh. in your presence because you've got her, <laughs> mm. you, you can hold the container for her, you know? Yeah. And, and as men, I think we face a lot of these like avo- avoidant behaviors. 
Mm. For, for example, um, you know, if, if a woman is being too emotional, then the avoidant man would, would just maybe leave the house or look the other cheek, look the other way because, oh, she's, you know, dealing with her stuff instead of like bringing that presence into, all right, you know, how can I hold space for you? We talked a lot about that with with Matt Kahn. His, his recent book was all about like holding space, you know, doing mm-hmm. um, instead of fixing which was how my recent relationship uh, broke down where I was trying to fix everything. She was going through a, right. a situation in her life that, you know, I had no control over, um, but I wanted to have control over, you know, a family, family member in her life uh, developed cancer. And my reaction was, let me fix it. You know, I have all these books that you can read, uh, you know, you should watch this documentary because it teaches you about the mind body connection, all this, th- all these things, information that I knew uh but not necessarily going through that holding space process of seeing her for what she was going through because she was crying all the time and and my -hmm. avoidant nature because i wasn't as you said like being and seeing myself when i was emotional or not allowing myself to then i couldn't sustain that i couldn't you know match that energy uh it was too much for me yeah Hmm. yeah what a beautiful lesson for you man and like so great that you've now come to this realization in, in your path at such an, an early age, because as you continue to attract more women into your life, you know, you can take them so much deeper within themselves. Mm. Again, like, cause you're doing this work. We, we're the leaders, right? We're, we're leading women into deeper levels of pleasure, deeper levels of joy and expression within themselves. Mm. Because most, most females have never been in the presence of a man who's embodied deeper levels of pleasure and joy expression within himself yeah you know we're, we're sort of a rare breed at the moment bro so this is why this work this conversation like men just speaking about this stuff is so so needed and it, it just yeah bro it fills my heart so much that this is so strongly our purpose right now you know mm. yeah and, and i agree with you because i wanted to ask you um this is something that also has come up where we are allowing space for a woman to go deeper uh and and there's a certain friction a resistance um maybe in her um maybe in ourselves because we're we're mirroring each other in, in a certain way um but what would you call that when when a woman is is resistant to receiving all of that uh love that you're willing to offer mm, yeah it's most likely some of her wounding that's getting in the way. And if the man has done enough work on himself, then again, it's his responsibility to hold her through that, to be like, I know this is uncomfortable for you. And I, I can see there's something coming up for you right now. I'm here. I'm here for you. I got you. And just being that space of like, I'm not going anywhere. This is, you can express, you can cry, you can let out whatever you need to, but I, I'm here with you. And it, it takes, I mean, it's just presence, bro. That's all it is. It's just be, to be able to be there as a safe presence for your partner in, in her process, you know, and eventually, you know, she will, she will unlock and unravel and, and let that go. And if she's not able to do that around that man, that particular man, then, then cool. It's maybe that's not the, the relationship, relationship for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think like as, as a partner, you get to take your partner, you get to work together on on the relationship, but, both have to kind of show up in their own way 
And if one person is not willing to do the work and they're not willing to show up for the relationship, then there comes a time where you have to go, okay, I've done all I can. I've done my best. Yeah. And you part ways. But yeah, I think it's the individual and the couple need to come together Mm. to work on themselves. Yeah. Big issue for men. Uh, Why are we so addicted to porn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing about it because it is a big issue. It is a big issue and it doesn't get spoken about a whole lot, but uh, it's the first, it's the first kind of thing that we get introduced to. Like, I don't know about you, man, but when I was like 14, 15, you discover porn and you're like, wow, what the hell is this thing? They start us early on that drug, bro. That's it, bro. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And and it's a, it's a kind of a a drug that we, we, we keep in hiding, right? We don't tell anyone we sneak off and no one's home. We, we, you know, have, have the release and the, the dopamine that gets, releasing the brain is just like so immense that it just overwhelms the system and at a young age it can be so overwhelming and then you've got the conditioning that's being fed from that around what sex really is and what performance is for a man and um the the real reason behind it is because we're not men are not comfortable holding that level of overwhelming energy inside of their bodies going back to everything we've been speaking about so far which is can you be okay with just the, ang- the anxiousness or the, the, the tension or this feeling of like, oh, I'm like so stressed right now. I need to release. But can you relax into that a little bit more? Instead of wanting to offload it through your, you know, your porn or whatever it is that you do, your vice, can you learn to just like be okay with it? I think that's what it is, bro. People have associated, men have associated like the release, the relaxation with watching porn and masturbating. Mm. And it's toxic because you know on the other side of that, you feel really depleted. It's an energetic depletion when you ejaculate as a man yeah. it's all a creative uh, energy because we use it, we literally use that energy to create a fucking child yeah <laughs> it's like that like, is the most powerful energy on, on this planet male sexual energy and the minute you just start throwing that away willy-nilly uh, like just rub one out every day you just you're giving your power away giving your creative power away so i think like it takes real it takes a lot of discipline for a man and also commitment to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go into that thing that I've been avoiding instead of like just numbing myself from it. What is it? Just like, what is that thing I, I'm, I'm not willing to be with? And that's the first step. Um, mm. And the support, there's now support out there. So much support that a man can receive to help him in, go, go into that, but it needs to be spoken about more, right? Because when it's kept in hiding, it's just like men is like doing it in, in the hiding and it's sneaky. Yeah. It's not healthy. It needs to be addressed. It's not a healthy behavior at all. Yeah. What about what about the dude that is asking like, yeah, but Jordan, does that mean that I'm not gonna? What, what was the the phrase they used? Pull the willy or something? <laughs> <laughs> Rub one out or something? Rub one yeah. out. Yeah. He's like, well, like Jordan, what now? Now what do I do? Is it is there another yeah. way? Is there is there an alternative? Like what what can men do uh, as mm. an alternative to that? Well, the the best the biggest lesson I took from from this Emil was uh, the the outcome that we are often stuck in when it comes to sex, when it comes to life, that horizontal dimension, right? I'm trying to get to this destination, which in this case is ejaculation. It's you're completely in your head. You're thinking about how, how soon can I get to that point of climax and you're missing that vertical dimension, right? So cool. You can rub one out. You can touch your penis and feel it and do, do whatever the hell you want with it, but let go of the idea that there's an outcome. Can you just touch yourself because it feels good? let go of the idea that the, that ejaculation is needed yeah that becomes a deeper level of self-pleasure that you get to 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 embody 
And then think about when you go into having a relationship with a female and having sex with a female, and you're now no longer thinking about, oh, I have to come. When am I going to come? When's that going to happen? And you're just there in the moment with her feeling the pleasure of the whole process. That's, it unlocks so much more in, in your life. Yeah. And, and that same principle applies to everything else, your business, what you're trying to achieve, your goals, let go of the outcome. Cool. You can have an mm. outcome, but just let go of needing to achieve it. Just enjoy the process. Mm. <laughs> Life is way better. It's way funner. Yeah. There's, there's so yeah. much more depth. Yeah. What, what's coming up is like how much of that is due to habit and programming and beliefs um, that we just do it because it's our unconscious nature. Well, it, it is ruled by, by our unconscious, yeah. like uh, wanting to procreate is an unconscious uh, need uh, and conscious need. Um, Big time. So it's like if we grew up with, since we were 14, 15, thinking that every single day we had to get in that release or else it wasn't a, a fulfilled day, uh, just as like maybe something like meditation is for us. We say, fuck, man, if I didn't meditate today, I'm, I'm going to be a little little bit more of a dick with my mm. family or with with that person on the street um it could be the same thing with with ejaculation and, and masturbation uh big time how much of it is a habit you know big time dude yeah for sure and and, and the habit gets normalized because you grow up around friends that are also doing the same thing and you're like, oh this is just what guys do but that is that is part of the toxic conditioning that's coming from the old consciousness the old masculine energy it's mm. that toxic element is it's not going to exist in the new world it's yeah. it's it doesn't work you, you can see it. it it's that that toxic masculine energy is they're sacrificing themselves they're, they're ignoring their body right that's that's the, the fundamental principle of it if you listen to your body and just feel into okay what is that emotion that's trying to be felt and instead of running from it actually going into it what mm. comes out the other side is so much more, so much more joy and love, so much more authenticity in who you, who you are. But we're not taught that. No one, no one teaches us that, that shit at school. You know, I, we mm. never got taught that. So. Yeah. Even, even when we look at like movies or, or role models, uh, yeah. you know, I grew up, um, you know, I'm, I'm like the, the older end of the like generation Z, um, and I grew up watching Disney Channel. Uh, growing up in the United States, I, I was living there for 16 years. And I would grow up on these channels, uh, these shows on, on Disney. And, and now, you, like, looking back, I, I begin to ask myself, like, those were the dudes that I was looking up to. Yeah. Uh, those were actually the dudes that I was like, oh, he's getting those girls. Or he's, you know, mm -hmm. getting that popularity because he acts like this. And... And that's not the man that we want to create. So what is what is a vision for you um, regarding this this new masculinity that is emerging in the world right now? Mm. To me, it's 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 the spiritual warrior, bro. Like for for me, you know. So I used to play soccer. Soccer is the sport that I, I love. It's my passion. You know, like yeah. grew up wanting to play professional, made it to semi professional, and and I would admire some of those like warriors on the field, like some of my favorite players and just acknowledge like, wow, look, like, look at the strength mm -hmm. that they have and how they show up. And you can apply the same principle of how an athlete shows up as a warrior. And we admire that so much though. But what if we take that essence and apply it into how can I be just a warrior for my, for my internal world, for, to be a leader, a well-rounded leader, a man that's willing to face off with his own darkness 
mm. a man that's willing to stretch himself to the limit so he can be a, a greater vessel of life for his community and for his family and have be a well-rounded man, you know, and that, that's my vision. Like I look at the men who are, who are doing really big things in this world and creating like change, creating massive change, but doing it from a place of love, not a place of like, I need to, you know, uh, have my, my needs met externally through some, some form of achievement. It's like mm. men doing this just from a place of love. Um, it takes courage. It's a different kind of courage. Yeah. We admire the athletes because they have courage in like pushing themselves physical pain. But what about like the emotional pain? Can they, can they go just as deep in that area? That to me is a true spiritual warrior. Test himself physically, emotionally, mentally, going, going to the edges. Mm. And then you come back on the other side, like rock solid. Like you're, you're good. Not, not a whole lot yeah. of things can shake you, you know, when you explore those extremes. Yeah. I'm, I'm really you, curious. What? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really curious because, you know, I, I said that the part about the Disney Channel, but I also did have a lot of, uh, you know, role models that I looked up to, especially athletes, as you mentioned, because I grew up playing basketball. Um, my dream was to play uh, in college and professional. When I was 16, uh, my parents moved to Columbia. I was playing varsity in the United States. I was getting scouted by some like division two, II, division three coaches, and I wanted to play in college. Um, but one of my biggest like dudes that I would look up to uh, in the NBA in the league was Kobe Bryant. You know, uh, him, his mentality, like, and I apply that, that discipline, um, not only as I did when I was training and I was practicing, I would like always want to, um, be more disciplined and outwork everyone on, on the court. And I know that belief now, um, in my present life has, has deterred me a little bit because it's again, that mentality of like, you have to be yeah. the hardest worker instead of allowing yeah. that, that flow to come in. Um, but I was really curious about like, if you were to put out like your A team of, of men that you would consult with, uh, as that example, those leaders, uh, in society today, uh, who would be your A team? Before I answer that, you just brought up a really great point. And I think this yeah. is what's so beautiful about what's happening right now is like, we look at our role models, the, the, the discipline and hard work that Kobe had to get to where he was. But then we take that, we get inspiration from that and take it into how can I apply that to, to just being my best self every single day? Yeah. And if there's some discomfort that I don't want to feel like, okay, how can I bring that mentality of like, no, no, no I'm going to go there. Mm. I'm going to face off with all of my fears, all of that discomfort and just be so disciplined with staying in alignment. Yeah. Like it's a new level of discipline, bro. Aligned discipline committed mm. to always making sure you stay in your center. And when you get knocked off center, do you have the courage to be like, I'm going to say no to that so I can come back home to myself. So I, I take a lot of inspiration from that, from that mentality of like athletes and yeah. putting it into just, you know, our inner work, you know, and our, our discipline. Align yeah. discipline. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my A team of men right now, I get a lot of inspiration from people like Aubrey Marcus and what he's doing. Uh, I listen to his podcast a lot. I, 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 I just think is what he's putting out into the world is so inspiring. Uh, I, I get a lot of inspiration from, People like Shervin Jeffreyer, who's the founder of Symbiotica, is I use a lot of his supplements. His health and wellness knowledge and wisdom is like so deep, and and because health and health is a big part of this journey, right? Like yeah. in optimizing our body to to be as efficient and, and as to to hold as much energy as we can. So people mm -hmm. like him, people like Paul Check, who's just like such a well-rounded man, you know. And I yeah. think about like this vast knowledge and wisdom he has. Uh, they're the few that come to mind straight away. Uh, 
I'm sure there'll probably be a lot more that, that start to mm-hmm. pop through. But yeah, there's some powerful men out there, bro, leading there the way. Is, and there is. It's we'll- cool because maybe a couple of centuries ago or a couple of decades ago, um, we would only have access to the men in our tribes. So the leaders in our tribes. But now we're this collective, huge 8 billion people tribe. And we have access to the internet where we can actually connect with people that are on the other side of the world and and listen to their most intimate conversations just as we're doing right now like bro the world is is, there's so much light um that's coming in i know we're we're in very chaotic times right now but that's part of the old paradigms having to collapse they have to collapse um, in order for for the new earth (laughs) i'm looking at the Mm -hmm. book right now to Mm -hmm. to emerge um so Jordan, we end every episode with a segment called the final trio, which are very rapid fire questions. You can answer in any way you want. Um, but before that, uh, people may want to be like, bro, I want to learn more about this dude. Uh, so where can they connect with you? Where can they access all your content? We'll link everything uh, in the show notes, but where would you send people to go? Thank to? you, man. Yeah. I appreciate this. This conversation has been really nourishing and so well-rounded. Uh, so thank you for having me on. Uh, the the main links for me is Jordan Canley Show One. That's me on Instagram and TikTok. They're my two main platforms. Posting content pretty consistently on there. And then my podcast is called The State Shifters Podcast. Uh, yeah, posting posting uh, episodes on there relatively frequently as well. So yeah, hit me up if if you resonate with what I'm sharing. Would love to connect. Um, and I do men's coaching. So I have a men men's coaching program that I run every kind of few months and. That's just yeah. like fucking fills my heart, bro, to see men yeah. stepping into this work. So that's yeah. my that's they're the main platforms right now. Yeah. So you just um you just launched the men's embodiment program in June or July. Uh, how was that? Correct. When 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 can we expect the when's the next one coming? So out? good. Yeah. So I'm just about to second finish the second cohort. So I had 14 amazing guys in this round, and I'm seeing men transform, bro, on the other side of it. Like I'm seeing leaders being born on the other side of it, and, and to me, that is not there is nothing more fulfilling than that. So the next round will probably start in November. So if, if there's guys listening to this, um, yeah, hit me up, and and we can get you on the wait list for November. Mm. Also playing with the idea of potentially starting a female female embodiment academy. Most of my mm. audience is women, 65% women. So my dream is to have a male cohort and a female cohort guiding them through this process of building a stronger relationship mm-hmm. with themselves. And then, you know, have like a retreat or have an, an in-person experience where I can bring like the graduates, bring the men mm-hmm. and the women together and just create some magic, man. Cause yeah. I know women are looking for more, for yeah. more men stepping into this work. So yeah. they're out there, ladies, they're out there. Have faith. They're out there. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get, we gotta get one together out in Colombia. Um, yes, sir. Beautiful space we have there. Um, now for the final trio, brother. Um, the first one is kind of adapted from uh, Tim Ferriss, the billboard question. So if you were given a billboard or the chance to do a billboard in front of every corporate office in the world, what would you um, put on that billboard to help all these corporate workers that are walking into office every single day shift from stress and survival to inner peace and inner freedom what would that billboard say yeah i used to listen to tim tim ferris's podcast a lot so mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of people answer this question so i'm i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> try and select something that is, is really meaningful to me mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think what i would have wanted to receive when i was going to my <laughs> commuting to my job every day 
freedom is on the other side of the emotions you're afraid to feel. Mm. Mm, I had to let that process for mm-hmm. sure. Fucking yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Final trio. Number two, if you had a one magic wand to eradicate any toxic or unconscious pattern that is holding people back from having the most heart centered relationships with themselves and, and with others, what would that be? What would you mm. eradicate? I would eradicate the unconscious need to look for someone or something external to make you feel whole. And I believe if once people realize that they're already whole on the inside, it's, it's just reversing their awareness to look in and see that the inner child just wants to be loved and held by them. Mm. Then relationships get to flourish in a whole new way because we're not projecting our, you know, we're not, we're not needing our needs to be met from someone else. Uh, and that allows more, more freedom in relationships, bro. So yeah, broad answer, but it's, it's a universal one. Yeah. I love that. I love that. The, the last one, uh, we kind of do it on every podcast is I ask the guests if you were, if you were, if you found yourself in a room or in a space, uh, packed with the next generation of leaders. And this is, you know, looking down a couple decades into the future, 2030, 2040. Um, and you're looking back and, and you see these leaders, they're, they're driven. They're eager to, to go out and, you know, eat the world up and create new systems and kind of turn everything upside down in, in the best way possible for the evolution of humanity. And I gave you a microphone. Um, what would you tell all these leaders? Hmm. I would say your soul chose to incarnate in this physical form for a very specific reason. And it is your job. It is your responsibility to find out what that reason is. Because once we know, once you know your purpose, your reason that you're here on earth right now, your mission becomes so much stronger. Your, your, your courage, your willingness to do whatever it takes becomes so much stronger. So don't forget that your life holds so much meaning. Your life has so much purpose. So yeah, don't forget, don't forget how powerful you are. Yeah. We're all here. We're all here for, for a reason. I think, um, people that are stepping up right now, is this a matter of they, they woke up to that primary purpose, you know, a little bit early. Um, the next coming years, I think it's going to be like a domino effect because your energy affects so many other people around you. Just the, just the presence. Uh, we, t- we talk so much about presence mm-hmm. uh, in this podcast, the presence of us being in an area even like us, like a big city right now, you being in Toronto, me being in Madrid, our energy is affecting the consciousness of the, of the city just by us being here. And, and that's how important it is. And that's how much we can truly step into that essence and energy to radiate our inner freedom, our truth. So I really appreciate it to you for, Shit, bro. for saying that brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man. It's a great conversation, brother. <laughs> Knew it would be, bro. Knew it would be. Yeah. Oh, Thank bro. you for facilitating this. And I have full faith and trust that the right people will receive what they need to receive from this and support them on their journey, maybe unlock something within themselves and just keep spreading this, spreading this word, spreading this truth. So yeah. you're doing amazing work, bro. So thank you. Thank you so much for bringing me on. 
You too, brother. You really, truly inspired me. Um, seeing other, other, you know, younger men in, in this work and stepping up. Please continue that that path. I know you will. Uh, we're all here supporting you. Uh, I see you, brother. Um, thank you for showing up today with your best energy. Uh, and I can't wait to do this again. Hell yeah. Thanks again, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Peace. We're living in a time where taking a pulse on the current state of the masculine energy is really beneficial to look back and see what needs to be changed. And this conversation, I invite you to open it up in your close circles, to reflect in your daily life, to look around the masculine and the feminine energies that play out in your personal relationships and those dynamics that play out and reflect, is that what we want to create for the future generations for our kids? Is that the energy that we want to play out? There's so much to reflect on in this episode. Uh, I'm still processing a lot of what we talked about with Jordan. I'd love to continue this conversation. You guys can reach out to both me and Jordan on Instagram uh, through email. You can find that in the description of this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. If you want, you can screenshot this episode, put up on your stories and share it with the people that you love. But this conversation needs to continue to be spoken upon. And we're going to be bringing on many other guests that give new perspectives and new ways of seeing the world. I personally love how Jordan expresses. I love how he is able to articulate what men need to work on the most and give practical tools to do that. So I invite you guys to continue uh, learning about this, diving deep and expand your consciousness. We'll see you next week for another Mind and Heart opening episode on Just Tap In. Sending you guys much love. Peace. See you next time.